Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. Today is August the 16th, 2021, and boy, is there a lot going on in the world. And for this episode of Align with Lina, I am super excited to introduce you to someone that I have actually met recently. But boy, when we connected, you know how there are some people that you connect and you know you've traveled in past lifetimes and there is just like a soul connection? Well, this beautiful woman is a sister that I know I've traveled with in many, many lives because there is a resonance in not only in, in what we believe, but how we show up in the world, but also, and most importantly for me, in in what I actually have realized is my mission. We are both on a mission to be in service to God and to resonate with somebody for something so specific like that. I, I don't experience that with too many people. As a matter of fact, I, could, I can count in less than three fingers um, the people that I actually have felt that with. And as you know, I've met a lot of people, you know, being a teacher for 15 years and leading workshops and, and classes and online events, I meet a lot of people. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming to this episode of Align with Lina, the, the amazing teacher God, you're going to learn all about her, Deb Apar. Thank you for joining me. Yes, Lina, thank you so much for inviting me. And it's an honor to be here. And I feel the same as you. I feel we... Um, really connected on just a really deep heart space level. And that always feels really good to me. And similar to you, I don't have a whole lot of sisters that I'm traveling with and brothers that I'm traveling with that also feel um, fully in alignment and in service of God. But I, I can say that the, the, uh, the people I'm starting to meet now are actually more in alignment. So as I really stand firm in my journey, um, of course, that just keeps expanding. And you're just one of those women that I really, I, I, I trust. I, I know that you're, um, you know, someone that is walking this earth with so much grace and integrity, and you've done a lot of deep healing yourself. And so I just feel uh, really blessed that we can have a connection and this conversation. Well, and ditto sister, and this, my intention for this, and I'm sure you're joining me in on this, is that this conversation inspires whoever it's supposed to inspire. Please take from this what resonates, leave whatever doesn't, because Dev and I have been on individual journeys that have taken us on many different uh, directions, but they have led us to the same place. So wherever you are on your journey, some things that we say may resonate, some won't, but our desire is to gift to you whatever feels comfortable, the rest leave it. Yeah. Leave it. All right, well, Dev, let me start with the question that I ask everybody on this program. And that is, when did you begin to realize that there was something off with the world, that everything you were preparing to be, to do, to have, was somehow not quite what your heart was longing for? Oh, um, so when I started to, you know, awaken to this reality that something was off was um, almost 12 years ago. And it was when I was going through a divorce from uh, with my um, daughter's father. And it was very, very, very 
uh, unhealthy relationship. Um, you know, I didn't understand what was going on, but basically now looking back, I understand that a lot of my trauma from childhood was coming up and his trauma was coming up and there, we didn't have any tools to work with it. And I definitely wanted to work with some tools and get counseling and, and receive support and heal through that connection to keep my family together. But he was not, um, he was not open to that. Um, and it just, as soon as uh, I realized that there was something just felt relationally off in that connection, and it was very confusing for me. And it was a very uh, classic kind of codependent kind of relationship. And, you know, he was codependent, I was codependent, and he, he would lash out with shame and I would ingest the shame. I took all the blame. And it was a, just a classic kind of un, really unhealthy, toxic relationship. And in that process of experiencing my family falling apart, what it felt like then falling apart, um, <clears throat> I, I turned to <clears throat> what I just heard other people turn to, which was God. But I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know. I just was like, well, I'm totally desperate. I am, I'm suicidal. I really was with a lot of suicidal thinking. Um, the pain I did not know how to live with. I did not know how to meet and greet pain. I didn't know how to support myself and my daughter. And I found myself a single mother, not knowing where to go and feeling ashamed also that I needed support. Um, so I, at that point, I didn't really know how to ask for support from human people. And when I did ask for support from friends and people, it always seemed to end up going in the same direction of like me feeling like a burden. And that's why I went to God. That's why I just, I just, I just knew that I read in books that people sometimes got on their knees and started praying. And I never got on my knees and I never prayed before that. And I just started praying and little by little, and I just would get on my knees and be like, God, please, I don't know who you are. I, I just, I don't know what to do. I gotta, I gotta like take care of me and my daughter and I'm, I wanna leave the planet. I can't even believe it, but I just, I'm, I don't know what to do. And little by little, these like things would just, opportunities would come to me, healers would come to me, yoga, I practiced kundalini yoga, and that really started to open my channel with so much breathing and chanting. And the more I got into my body and with the intention of meeting God and finally feeling safe on the planet, that's when God started to enter my life. Oh my goodness. I, I've jotted down a couple of notes. I mean, some really beautiful things for us to be able to unpack a little bit more. Yeah. But this this is why I said what I said earlier, for people to take what resonates and leave what doesn't, because we, we've traveled different paths to get to yeah. God. And yes. for me, my journey to come to know to God was actually because I I was on a journey to leave God. And it, for me, it started when my mom passed away and I, which was almost 20 years ago, I began to feel this incredible terror and what was grief for my mom turned into incredible terror that not only did she go to hell because we grew up Catholic, but 
that's when it became real. I'm going to go to hell too. I knew how much of a sinner she was, how much of a sinner I had been. So all of a sudden, I was terrorized with God, his whole idea of hell, and what kind of a freaking God is this that that does that yes. to children? I would never punish my children to something that horrendous. Yes. And the journey had me go into uh, understanding about death and birth. And, and I was given some books to read, one about a woman who had a near-death experience. And I realized, oh, life continues. There, there is no end. And then another book about past lives. And I, it, it clicked in my mind pretty quickly, well, that life is a circle. So it's, it's never ending. It, there's yeah. eternal, uh, eternity there. So then I went in my very logical mind, very left brain. I wanted to understand then why the hell was I taught that that life was, you know, it ended and we went to hell if if it in fact is eternal and all of the past lives stories and all of the the near death experiences pointed to a loving source and choice and and you know, we are here to create our realities by choice. So that sent me to discover how the Catholic Church got created. To under, I went down a rabbit hole to understand the politics of religion. But while I was looking for the politics of religion, because I wanted to leave the God of the church, I began to read books that it, they were about Jesus, where he was teaching about his love for God. And I'm like, I want to know that God. I don't want to know the God of the church. <laughs> And in my mind, there was this moment when I experienced the presence of Jesus, who basically said to me, uh, and, you know, I some, well, I still get emotional when I, I remember that moment. There were several, but this one particular moment where the presence of that consciousness known as the man that we call Jesus, which is just my Christ consciousness. Yes. Let me know leaving God is going to lead you to God. And in that shift, mm. I had no idea that so much of what you just talked about, I began to experience because I, I didn't know how to ask people for help in a healthy way. I knew how to ask them to, you know, move this or do that and I'll pay you. And, but yeah. I didn't know how to let people into the deepest places within me where I was falling apart but pretending to have it together. Yeah. Including a marriage that that was uh, dysfunctional. It was functional in, in many ways, but dysfunctional in the, the soul, the heart connection. So so tell me, because this I want to know more. You you said something that you didn't know how to meet and greet pain when you were going through through that time. I feel like you just said something that I, I've never put those words together, but I, I too, I didn't know how, I was always avoiding pain. I was always, I got it, I got it okay. I got this handled, give me a margarita, take me shopping, but why? Yeah. I don't have any pain. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Speak about that, speak about that please. Cause I know, let me just interject here that death helps people, helps women move through this journey. So if you're listening to this and this is resonating, please know that she is speaking about something she also teaches. As I speak about what I teach, 
but pay attention to what she's going to share here, please. Hmm. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, first, I want to just say thank you for sharing your experience. And I, I really resonated with when you said the uh, that you were experiencing terror. And it sounds like you were experiencing the terror of staying in what you knew to be God, God's world and religion. And then where are you going to go if you leave that? Like, where, where do you go? And, and it sounds like you are also experiencing a lack of feeling safe. Exactly. I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be with that God, but I didn't know what else there was. So I was yeah. in a total complete precipice where I needed to jump off of what I knew, but I had no idea what I was jumping toward until yeah. I began to feel the presence of, of the consciousness of Jesus. Then, then I felt like, yeah. oh my gosh, I've got a, I've got a, a, a brother, a, a holy brother, a, a teacher yeah. that began to guide me. Yes, yes. I mean, I just I just really want to celebrate you and hear I just hear you talk about that and the feeling of terror and somehow finding your way to a space where you really did feel safe with a new relationship with God in your own way that felt really good for you. And I think that's just a really important thing to stay for all of us over and over again is that our journey to God, Christ, uh, the, 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 the God that really brings us peace and a sense of knowing and inner safety is, is the, the God that um, I believe we, we arrive at in such unique ways. And, but it typically, I find, is that there is a journey of pain to get there. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel that journey of pain, is, it looks different for everybody. But yeah. what has come to me to teach is the six phases that we all go through from conception to enlightenment. And one of those phases is the unlearning phase, which is very painful because the way we arrive to God is by peeling off all of the conditioning that has taught us what God is not. And to, yeah. to remove what God is not, it's a very, very uncomfortable process because we literally have to change our thinking. We've got to be okay being wrong. And that's very difficult for all of us. We've got to be okay with grandma was wrong and the priest was wrong and mom was wrong and dad was wrong. The government was wrong. The Pope is wrong because yeah. until, and the Bible is wrong. That was a really, a, a really big one for me. Now, let me just say this for those of you who are going, oh, my God, heresy. How can she say that? It was wrong for me. It was not my truth. Now, there are beautiful truths inside all of that. And I have taken what resonates and have left what doesn't. But I have come to really get very, very clear that only what God activates in me as truth is what is true about God for me. Mm, yeah everything else it's okay but i had to let go of those things and that was very uncomfortable especially my my beloved grandmother who was the matriarch and the catholic you know woman in the house and and my dad and his mom I, both grand, grandmothers were the catholic ones mm. having having to to look at what they taught me that i consider gospel you know the truth and go maybe you were incorrect was yeah. very painful plus all the shame and the guilt that came with 
being called a sinner and you know kissing a boy when i was young just fooling around with my my girl cousin um mm -hmm. when i was 12 years old it, Playing with the boys, dingling would not be you no know, before I got married. All those things activated shame because I yeah. was a sinner, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I I think um, I'm just I'm just again reminded of like the the unique journey that each each of us is on and discovering what really brings us that sense of peace and and knowing the trust that. Oh, I have found what really resonates for me. <clears throat> and, and, and for everybody, it's, it's different. You know, someone might say God, someone might say source. May somebody says the great mystery, the great unknown. Um, you know, my daughter sometimes calls God Mother Earth. And it, it changes as she goes through her awakening. She's 11, but she's on her awakening journey. And I, I think it's, it's, um, the pain part, though, the meeting and the greeting of the pain, I believe, is a tool and a skill that, you know, most most people don't really know how to, to do. They they don't know how. And, and and it's to no one's fault. Like we, you know, we're just we're just starting to learn now how to really um, consciously communicate with our wounding that is still um, living inside of us. And even if you know, all of a sudden something comes up, even, you know, now maybe it's being triggered from the past, but it's coming up in this moment. Um, meeting and greeting the pain for me is, creates a portal for even more deepening into my emotional body, my physical body, my subtle body, my, my mental body. And it's like, that for me is like a, a great portal and that being said, I still think also, too, that there is a portal that is opened when there is when there is joy or pleasure in our life as well. So it's not like we only awaken or I can say for me, I, I don't only awaken to deeper connection with God through pain. Um, but because I didn't allow myself to experience pain as a sacred portal for so long, I was like you, I, I was generating and pretending I was okay because that was the coping mechanism to just positively think everything and be okay. And then that just kept all of those hidden traumas lodged within my, my physical energetic body. And so that's why I'm really passionate about helping women um, <clears throat> have a sacred relationship with pain, have a sacred relationship with anger, have a sacred relationship with confusion, have a sacred relationship with fear, have a sacred relationship with sadness, because all of those flavors and textures and that like those, those, um, energies are so part of the, the coming home to God. And, and, and when we can just embrace all of that and we know how to wisely connect to each of those flavors, even with a sense of gratitude, like, wow, I'm just going to notice right now that I am really angry. I feel so angry. It makes so much sense. I feel angry about this thing. Wow, what is this anger trying to share with me? How is this anger here to help empower me? wow, I need to go back into my soul and check in about that. Because sometimes we ask and then the ego is like right there, like, oh, I have an answer, I have an answer, you know? So it's like, 
So part of meeting and greeting the pain also it brings in the skill of discernment and understanding like when the ego is talking and when the wounded child is talking, when the soul is there talking. And, you know, similar to when you made a really clear intention to, you know, die to that relationship to God and come home to God, like you you made this intention to make a transition. It's the same thing with our emotional health. It's like as soon as we make an intention, I want to be, I want to be so okay, no matter what emotion I feel. And I want to be okay when other people are in all different emotions. I want to be actually okay when I feel good and when I feel bad, bad, right? I want to be okay when I'm, when I'm confused. I want to know I'm safe to feel these things. And I think that's what then helps to create a, um, a balance in the nervous system because what happens then is the mind isn't making up a story about the natural emotions that need to come up and forth in the process of reclaiming those emotions that were shamed or silenced. And so all of that is just part of the integration. And God can be felt in our body when we are okay with every emotion just as it is god just is like because then there's no shame or judgment it's like we're having a human experience and god i believe in my experience knows that each emotion will bring us back to him mm. oh my goodness love 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 everything everything you said oh my Let's see where, where to dive in. I'm going to jump in in this piece about being okay with all of our emotions. This journey has taught me, and, and a lot of it is because of so many years, 15 years of coaching, I have thousands of people as examples where I have seen their journey. And yeah. the progression through those stages that I was talking about, those six uh, phases from conception to enlightenment, are very systematic, you know, how how we move through those is what's different, but moving through those stages is very systematic. And one of those stages when we are unlearning, letting go of the old stuff, we are literally learning how to resensitize ourselves because the unlearning is directly correlated to what we learned as a coping mechanism when we were a child and really formed that egoic um, uh, personality, what's not personality, that e egoic identity that had us cope with discomfort in a very immature way, also very primitive because we were a child when, when we coped with that. And there were only two ways of coping. It's either to become a victim or to move into bully being a bully. So if you're the victim to mom or dad, then you become the bully to brother or sister. And that's the only way you can go. It's like two sides of the same coin of, of a wound itself. And it wasn't until I gave voice to my, my 10 year old that felt abandoned when dad left, that I gave voice to my newborn self that found out I was a disappointment to my family because I was born a girl instead of a boy and they had a boy name for me. It wasn't until I went back and met that, that aspect of me at that age and let myself feel what must I have felt at that time 
verbalized it, processed it until yeah. I felt it. I couldn't heal it. You know, it's that, that saying, you got to feel it to heal it. But when I felt, yeah, when I felt what caused me such disconnect from myself, from God, from knowing uh, myself as God incarnated here to bring love and light to the planet, when I felt that darkness in me, I was able to resensitize myself to feel what what authentically I should have felt at that at that stage. And I didn't know that my entire life as an adult after those experiences, and of course, there were a few more, uh, you know, between those years that created other traumas, like being shipped off to boarding school when I was eight years old. Um, and being left in a total different country with different people, different continent for two years, you know, eight to 10, not seeing my family. Wow. There was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of abandonment. There was a lot of anger that I never felt because I thought I wasn't supposed to, to feel those things because I needed to be a good girl. And yes. I didn't know what being authentically Lina felt because I had for 30, 40 years, operated at a level of numbness that, yeah, sure, I was happy-go-lucky kind of a person, but I had no idea that I could feel love, that I could feel connection, that I could feel compassion as deeply as I began to feel once I took those, those masks off, once I took that protective mechanism off. Say yeah. more about your process and yes. feeling your own, your own wounds. Yes. Well, I, I just, um, I'm really, I, I, I really like to mirror when I hear someone speak and I just, I, I really can feel, um, how, how I feel a sense of depth. I'm just, I'm honoring the depth that you have taken in your journey to uncover those painful points. And my experience of uncovering those pain points um, also is I honor. I, I deeply honor when someone tells me that they were willing to go into these painful points. Because to me, this is not something that I take lightly. I think it's a very courageous thing, especially now in these times where there are so many distractions and spiritual teachings and agendas that, you know, different, uh, you know, pharmaceutical companies and the government may have where it is really about um, not feeling the pain, the terror, the anger, the frustration, but instead to vaccinate, to take a drug, to go shopping, to watch pornography, to drink a bottle of wine. I mean, it's all out there as a first primary source. And that is, you know, what's being, you know, um, shared with the population to, to somehow support their fear and their anger and their emotional um, upheavals that are coming now. And so it's really like, like when I hear somebody say they did, they went into their depth of pain. I'm like, wow, that is big work. And anyone that is watching this right now, I just want to let you know that it is possible. 
not just possible to go into the pain and really receive the deep inner peace and nurturing and protection that you're seeking. It is, I believe, the, this is what's mandatory. <laughs> now, if anything is going to be made mandatory, it's root healing. That is going to bring humanity back into homeostasis, a space where we are living with more inner our nervous systems more at peace. And for me, that's what it was. You know, my journey into the depths of my pain had me going into sexual trauma um, as, a, as a young girl and um, a, a lot of abandonment. And when I would cry as a little girl, I was, um, I was shushed immediately. And I, and, you know, emotion was just not something, unless it was a happy emotion, I, I would, you know, I was only really deeply connected to on an emotional level when I was in a okay mood. But if there was anything that veered from that, there, it was, it was kind of like an issue. It was, it was a problem. It was to be dealt with and it was medicated. And so I really feel like the emotional awakening is in is one of the very first things that I did. I for me, I had to emotionally awaken. I was completely numbed out, and um, I I think that's for me that was the hardest part was the emotional awakening, and then the emotional. Once I was able to reclaim my right to feel every emotion without a stitch of shame, without a stitch of fear. It allowed me to then start opening the, the areas of mental training. I was able to then train my mind to serve these emotions that were coming up. So that way I could have a conscious, like really healthy relationship with my emotion. And guess what? Then that allowed me to have a really healthy relationship with my daughter's emotions and my client's emotions from a real firsthand experience. And I think that that's, that's, again, it's like the, it's the, like you have a system, right? It's like the stepping stones of, of, of rising into our wholeness. And I have that as well. And it, it's, um, you know, it's through the emotions, I think, that are the most important. But then, of course, we don't want to get stuck in all of that sadness and anger. It's not about that. It's just first being okay with that. And I think that's a really great foundation to then blossom a very conscious life that is then more filled with joy and ease and um, more peace and inner inner security and inner confidence. <clears throat> oh my goodness, absolutely, absolutely. There is, again, you said so many things, we may have to do quite a few calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that emotional uh, healing happens for me, when we heal emotionally, it is because we are returning ourselves to wholeness. It's as if when we experience that emotional pain, it's as if it left a hole and that hole needs to be healed and returns us to wholeness. And, and it really is such a beautiful, um, it's an amazing, beautiful process. And I too honor you and your willingness because it is a, it, this is all about courage. I know many, many amazingly strong people that would not spend one second in their suffering and their pain. They absolutely will not. Yeah. Precisely because they've been so enticed by the media, by the government, by the movies, by the pharmaceutical companies to numb the pain, to find a pill 
and avoid feeling. And, and that's okay. You know, if you're taking pills to avoid feeling because that is what is feels better for you in the moment, bless you. However, yes. when we numb ourselves, we really miss out on the richness of life. And the richness of life is to feel fully. We have five senses for a reason. And most of us operate with um, those senses at, at maybe 10%, 10%. And we, we might use the, the, the senses maybe a little bit more than that, but not a whole lot more when you begin to ask your body what's really going on because the body doesn't lie. It gives you information. And I would measure my people, my clients, when I say my people, my clients, and, and we would ask the body, where, where are you? How, how much feeling is there that you're experiencing? And when they were in their trauma, you know, they were feeling 10%, 20%. And all of a sudden that release happens and they just take a look around themselves and begin to feel the trees. All of a sudden they're feeling, wow, I had no idea I could feel a tree. Well, we have to, to learn how to activate the, the feeling senses, but not until we are willing and courageous to see how we got really well practiced at numbing ourselves you know, and that to me, besides clearing, you know, healing my, my, my thoughts, my mind, there, there's no way to escape the changing of the thought system. So there is a very mental process that has to happen. But when that is coupled with the emotional feeling work, that's where body healing comes from. And yeah. To, to kind of tie to something you were talking about, what's going on in the world today with the pharmaceuticals and the government. One of the things that became really clear to me about my relationship with God, that the preachers talked about this, the, the Pope talks about, everybody talks about this, but people don't practice it. Conveniently don't practice it, I have found, is that when Jesus taught that I and the Father are one, and that the kingdom was inside of me and that I can heal myself, that I create my own reality. I knew for a while all that was mental until I began to feel it. And when I began to feel my ability to heal, when I began to feel the cells of my body rearranging themselves, when I began to feel dense energies of trauma leaving, exiting my body, I began to really move from knowing that I can heal my body to feeling the experience of it. Do mm -hmm. I heal everything? No, not yet. I went to the dentist for a root canal and I let her do some of the work, but I focused on the healing that I wanted my tooth to experience, my mouth to experience by spending yes. time in communication with the cells of my body. So today, I, I feel that we are in an amazing time which is, and that's a whole different conversation for why what is happening is happening. But yeah. I just want to interject this little piece. The people who are running out to go get external uh, medications or jabs or whatever you want to call it to heal your body are not feeling what is going on in their body and trusting and trusting that they can affect the healing. And one of the most amazing things for me to witness are Christian people or spiritual people who talk about we create our reality, but yet don't have the faith that they can heal their bodies. 
And yes. that to me goes hand in hand. Feeling God inside and having healed yourself allows you to activate the healing that Jesus said we are all able, capable of doing. Share some, you know, your perspective around that because you have witnessed so many women changing their lives. Isn't that changing their bodies as well? Yes, it changes their their bodies when they allow themselves, when we allow ourselves to heal the by through feeling those emotions and then meeting and greeting those emotions with skill, with love, with compassion. And it's not just like, oh, I'm feeling bad today. Okay, I'm just going to let myself feel bad. I mean, there's a real skill. There's a mastery to holding the space for our wounded child. And in that process, when we hold the space for our inner child. In my work, it's about rising the pillars of the inner mother and the inner father, the inner king and the queen inside these, you can call them archetypes to begin with because that's how we, they start to rise within the self. But essentially when, when the women I work with are rising these pillars and they're having very clear conscious communication between inner mother and, and their inner wounded child, bringing over and over again, this issue, this thing that's going on, this question, what happens is the wisdom of the inner mother, the sacred holy mother inside is risen. And everybody's inner mother is different. And any everybody's sacred father is different. Everybody's king is different. Everybody's queen is different. And that's the beauty of what God gave. God told me in a meditation, and it was very clear that those that have really experienced deep, trauma in childhood and don't have a really close connected relationship to their birth mother and father or primary caregivers that on the human planet we do need god said you do need to experience the holy mother and the holy father within you and if you don't have the um the template of the birth mother or father or a grandmother or grandmother, grandfather that can that showed you what these very godly qualities were. How you do this is by raising the holy mother in you, holy father in you. And the only way to rise holy mother and father inside each one of us as individual beings is to bring our own special traumas to our inner mother and inner father. And those qualities are actually what our soul came here to grow and develop and awaken to. So, for example, when I awaken my inner mother, and I, my, I know who my inner mother is now, but it took me a good year and a half to really get to know her because I still didn't really trust this inner mother energy. I had to release from the birth mother energy and work through a lot of like guilt and shame and doubt and all of that. And it took time. It took time. Repetit it was repetition over and over and over. Here's another pain. Take it to inner mother. Here's another pain. Okay, holy mother. And there I am talking. You know, I mean, people probably, if they were to walk in and be a fly on my wall, it'd be like, this girl is crazy. But I got the very clear download from God. Like, this is how you're going to heal yourself. And so now that's the journey I take women through. And the, my inner mother is, 
She's very protective and she is very firm in her choices and in her boundaries. And my inner father is very, very deeply loving. And he's very, um, he's also very protective. But all this to say that when I do work with women, the inner mother and inner father shows up different with every woman. And that was a surprise to me because I didn't, you know, I, I was like, kind of making it up as I go, you know, I, I had been doing other modalities that I had been certified in. But then when all of this came to me in a meditation, I started to shift my whole practice in this direction of inner child and inner mother, inner father, rising the qualities of our soul. And then what happens for women is when they, when they know why they came to this planet, what is their purpose, their spiritual purpose, and that it's anointed by God, they are now equipped with their own skill set, their own inner mastery that they've worked with and risen with inside themselves. And it's not just in the mind. It's not in the mind. It first happens in the body. And then the mind starts to naturally think thoughts that are in alignment with the physicality of these quality. It's, it's incredible because it's not like you even have to like, you know, do a thousand affirmations every single day. Because once the body remembers its original reason why it came here and it awakens, the mind is just like, oh, finally, she's woken up. Finally, I can rest and I can just serve her because the mind is just a servant of our soul. The mind is meant to think thoughts that will bring us into God consciousness. The mind is waiting for us to be that, that awakened to God and then... I'm just, I'm just feeling so excited as I talk about it because that's just what it is. <laughs> oh, sister, goddess, teacher, I, I so feel your excitement and I'm celebrating it. And I just, you know, if I had my cheerleader pom-poms, I'd be shaking them <laughs> because it really, it's just so beautiful. And yes, the, that inner father, mother, King, queen, what, however that, that process goes that allows us to parent ourselves, yes. to, to reparent ourselves back into wholeness. We yes. have to give ourselves what our parents couldn't give us yep. because they didn't give us the very things we needed to activate inside of us. That's why we picked those parents. That's right. And in that, in that activation, uh, there was, as you said, you feel it in your body. It's like, because it's energy. And that energy then sends out that ripple of activation that awakens the cells, awakens everything and brings everything online into uh, a greater sense of, 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 well, sensitivity back, back to the senses. And we, you know, we, we're both doing just not only incredible work within ourselves, but we help others. And I'm so glad that you said, you know, it took you years to, to work through that. I spent my journey, it's been about 20 years now. I spent the first five years of my journey doing my deep trauma, my deep childhood trauma. That's, that's, it took me about that long yes. to really get a handle on that I didn't have to react like a like an abandoned 10 year old that I didn't have to say the same things that my I didn't have to continue to speak and to say and to think and to behave in the same ways that I had the first, you know, the previous 40 years of my life, because my journey started when I was 41. 
So I had to go through repeating that the repetition was part of the journey, yes. but it was through that repetition that I began to anchor the truth of what I know is who I am and little by little parent myself. I, you know, we, we, we work with people in different stages of their lives. I work with, with many people who do inner child healing work and their parents are still alive. Both my parents have passed away when I did my inner child work. And it was as powerful with them on the other side as it was for clients whose parents are still here and could literally mm. have conversations and have dialogue and yeah. bring closure to different things because the cellular memory of the trauma, we hold it. Nope, nobody else has it. We hold it. And that, yes. that process of reparenting had me heal my relationship with my parents to the point that I actually have a better relationship with them now. And we communicate. We, I, I know my parents' uh, essence are with me. And I've still through the years have been able to glean from them the, mm -hmm. the strength that they didn't even know they had because they too were wounded. So it's really amazing the lineage of healing that can happen when we enter into this process but i love your excitement for for mm. you know the incredible result share share you said you said that we have the right to feel it all when you were able to do some of that deep work and you were able to go into and feel your inner mother, your inner father, and reconnect with that, that essence of power and strength inside of you. Because that's what, to me, this work did, is it, it reminded me of the masculine energy, the feminine energy that we all have access to, which is love and pure creative power. Yeah. When you began to feel all of it, how did you cultivate your relationship with feeling all that power, all that love, all that that knowingness that before you you felt that you were operating in shame and, and insecurities as, as did I. So how did you shift from all of that to feeling all of what what emerges when you are connecting with God? Well, that's such a great question. Um, how did I do it? I I, I did, I started to um, practice and, and study with some people that really um, consciously create with God. Like I learned how to consciously create with God instead of consciously creating with fear, uh, sub unconsciously creating with fear. And so if when I was unconsciously creating with fear, it was very familiar to me. I had all the ways to do that. But the conscious creation with God led me to deep prayer, uh, listening to my voice, my words, really choosing. It led me to the power of choice through my words, choice through my, um, the like, really just knowing that I needed to open the channel with God to then learn how to surrender to what God is telling me to do. 
which is the purpose of our call. We're on, we're on missions from God. And we, I do believe I am a, I'm on mission of God because I, I, I literally, I, I consciously communicate with God and I ask, what is it that you are wanting me to do? And sometimes I don't like what God tells me I have to do. I'm like, oh God, I don't want to do that. But I know that I made a, a devotional commitment uh, to God at a certain point because I realized I was actually getting really good at consciously creating from my, like my human personality and probably there was some ego in there too. And I was, I was manifesting everything, you know, I was manifesting certain relationships. If I, for example, if I said, oh, I want to have a relationship with a guy who's really supportive. And then all of a sudden I'd like meet a bunch of guys that were really supportive. And then I was like, okay, I don't really like, I don't really want to go out with these guys. I mean, I'm glad that they're supportive and everything. And I was like, God, I started to ask God. I'm like, okay, now, now I manifested supportive like men in my life, but like, it's, I don't, I don't still don't feel fulfilled. I'm not satisfied. Like I, and, and the more and I did it, it was just like, oh, well, uh, you just need to surrender to me and I'll tell you and I, not even tell you, but I'll just show you, I will reveal it to you. You can ask me for all these things and I will show you, you can have the experience of everything you want. You want to become a millionaire. You want to have a nice fancy car. Okay. I'll get, you want a new pair of shoes. Okay. We'll get you a new pair of shoes. I mean, they all came to me, but it was like okay, I'm still where I'm at, you know? And then consciously creating with God was like laying down, you know, just surrendering and saying, okay, take me, just take me. I don't, I, I relinquish my desire. I relinquish my, um, my, my thought of the way I think it should be. I relinquish this like even the passion I might have for root healing and supporting women. If God were to tomorrow say to me, um, no, now you need to be supporting men and you need to be living in another country over here. I would say, okay. But I think that that does it for me. It took, it takes time. It took me and still, well, I pretty much know now, like when I get a download, I know I, I can feel that's from God. And I think that that relationship is a, that's a practiced relationship because for me anyways, I, I had practiced my relationship with my traumatized self. I knew how to live my life from my trauma self, but I did not know how to live my life from my true self because my true self went through this like uh, this step-by-step -step thing. Like I said, first it was like, okay, now I'm not in trauma. Now I realize that I'm a really powerful creator. Now I'm creating from my personality ego. Okay, that's not actually satisfying. Now, how do I release personality ego that dude that took some time because then I had to discern like is this soul or is this ego is this personality or like is this trauma I mean I had all kinds of questions in my head like Wh whose voice am I hearing I don't know whose voice is this but when I got real clear and that's why I say prayer was super important because when my prayers became distilled to God I am I'm here to serve you that was like the crystal clear. It was a very simple prayer. I am a servant of you, dear God, and I will be guided. And then it's like, it became, a, it becomes a really narrow path, actually. It's just like, okay, that, that's it. And so that's my answer. It's just like, it's just like, you got to walk the narrow line. But then that narrow line is, 
it expands so beautifully, but it is like every day, go into prayer with God, be in conscious communication with God in every single moment. God, what would you have me do here? God, what would you have me do here? And I don't act until I'm clear that is from God. <laughs> love, love, love that. Oh my goodness. Yes, we could talk about this for a long, long time. Right? It, it, same, same for me. I went through a journey, did a lot of the inner child uh, healing, got to the place where I was, you know, manifesting queen, all these amazing things, knight in shiny armor, all of that showed up so that I could see that I could manifest. But it was so that I could see that I could manifest from my ego. And but that came with beautiful lessons and, and yeah. wonderful opportunities for healing. And then then came the journey of seeing my spiritualized manifesting ego. And, uh, you know, because I could have written a book about manifesting, I had all yeah. the beautiful things and amazing things. Thank God I didn't write that e that book is I would have to to pull it off the shelves because it would have been so shallow. It was shallow. However, it was deep at that time and an important yeah. part of my journey. But that it wasn't where part. I was supposed totally. It wasn't where I was supposed to rest because I was being I was being dragged into uh, surrendering to God. And when I am experiencing this being surrendered to God, I was like, hell no. I just got my power. I'm not surrendering it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I definitely I went. Tired, I'm not going to give it over to you yet. Yeah, let me just have some more fun. <laughs> yes. But it's amazing because when you're wielding that sword with all that power and you don't know how to use it, uh, yes. we still, still can do a lot of damage with it. And what I what became clear to me through my deeper connections with source was that my ego loved to get it absolutely like I gave to get but my soul was all about giving to receive the joy of the giving. And when I began to feel clarity about who I am clarity about the voice of God, the voice for God is, is it's very clear. It's very loving. It's very gentle. It's very, yeah. uh, very patient with me because I have had to deal with my my stubborn streak. And I have been asked, and I'm going to ask you to share what has God asked you to do, or what is your mission um, now? But my mission, I've been asked to be basically a warrior for God. I it's become very clear that I. I incarnated to be here at this time to really encourage people to to question their faith in God. It's very mm -hmm. different. And I know it for me to think that you are trusting God, but actually trusting God are two very different things. And there are too many people suffering because they don't know how to embody the trust for God. They just know how to regurgitate the the prayer or the or the pleading. But right now we are being we are being faced for a reason for a mass awakening with the ways that we have made ego our master and not God. And so I am feeling very strongly I'm I'm supposed to be a warrior for God, whatever that's supposed to look like. I'm welcoming it's coming in drips, but it is about <laughs> being very comfortable talking about God. 
And isn't that funny? Almost 20 years later, I couldn't wait to get away from God. And now I'm marching arm in arm with God. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm really, I'm really hearing that you've done like a total, uh, like a, a total flip flop. And you went from feeling like you needed to actually walk away from God, but now you're realizing you're a warrior of God for God. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that God and I are one. I absolutely yes. know in every, every fiber of my beingness that I am made only of God. And that is, that, that's just absolutely amazing. And the, the manifestation, I, I don't care about manifesting stuff. Yeah. I want to manifest a world of people who know that they are God because from that place there will be no hunger there will be no sickness there will be no shame there will be no abandonment because in living embodying the truth of the goodness that we are there is no lack there's only collaboration and cooperation and so for me that's what I wanted that's what I know I'm manifesting is the beings who can live in that frequency you know we call it the new earth the 5d consciousness whatever you want to call it but what are yes. you feeling is your mission right now that you know has got you know thumbprint all over it yeah um well first i just want to celebrate your mission and i love your mission and i'm inspired by your mission i'm really inspired in particular about it feels like your mission is like bringing a sense of um, like each person, I, I just imagine, I don't know if this resonates with you, but it's like a feeling of each person you touch is like able to land in their own unique experience. Re they're reclaiming their relationship with God as it resonates for their own inner expansion. And I just, when I hear you talk about your, your mission, I feel, um, I feel a, just a sense of, um, I do feel a sense of collaboration. Like I feel, I feel that there is a healthy collaboration is possible when more people are in alignment with their own true self connected to God, because then there is this purity. There's an innocence in the creations that we're making and they, they will really provide a depth of, of, like real quality healing and and just living and loving on this planet that is more satisfying and nurturing and so thank you for doing your work and thank you for listening to what God's saying to you well it's uh it, it wasn't without my tantrums but anyways yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have discovered that th th there's no sweeter place to be than you know at, at the right hand of the father mother creator source of all that is so it's it's a yeah. lot of fun now it, i can yeah. imagine it's fun and now we're talking i mean it's because you're <laughs> in your you're in your true god essence and i am too and I, that's why we've come together you know um completely i, I think completely. i think i think that for me in my life right now i what i what I feel is that God is asking me definitely to be, I'm in Costa Rica right now. And this was a very clear like message that I need to come here as soon as possible and be in nature 
to continue to ground and anchor into my body because when I'm here in this land, I just, things come to me very quickly, the, the, the creative ideas and the downloads um, and the, just the images. They're just, they're basic, when I say downloads, they're, they're images that come to me and words come to me and they just feel like the minute I think them, they just happen. So there is a sense of like my thoughts becoming reality, but I'm not even really choosing my thoughts. The thoughts that I'm talking about come from, from not outside, they're, they're from God. So it's just that I feel my channels really open, my, or my, my being, my body, whatever you want to call it, it's just really open to be a vessel of creation. So God said, be in Costa Rica. And it's, it all, you know, God's messages reveal themselves to me in time, because once I do one thing that God says, then I realize, oh, that's why God had me do this. And what I'm noticing right now is that when I'm working with women, all of them are craving nature. They just, their bodies are saying, I need nature. I need fresh salt water. I need sand. And they're saying this in my, in my, you know, in my session, in our sessions together. And then I'm like, oh, that's why God put me here because not only did God put me here, but God said, you're going to get land and you're going to build a house for your, you and your family. And then, and then on that, and on top of that, you're going to build some small, um, like healing awakening little spaces for women. And eventually the, the message I'm getting is men as well and children. So soon yeah. what I'm, what I'm doing for God is I'm going to create a really safe and sacred um, space for spiritually awakening families um, mm -hmm. and and men and women and children. And I, I do believe my daughter is going to be a part of this. She's 11 and she uh, she practices. We, 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 we do conscious communication. She knows who her inner mother is. She's starting to get to know who her inner father is. She knows who her wounded child is. And, and I believe that this is really what God wants me to do. God wants me to help families or, you know, they can be, you know, men, women, singled, all ages, but learning how to fully resource themselves to become a sovereign yet deeply connected to humanity type of being for those that want it. And that um, I'm also going to um, build teams of women to start with and then eventually men where we will you know it won't be just me holding this space but these will be gatherings or you might call them a retreat but i, I would prefer to call them like an awakening gathering or you know family gatherings soul family gatherings actually that feels really good these are going to be soul family gatherings and we're just going to keep returning to you know, like maybe some people will need to learn how to, you know, grow their own garden. Maybe some people will need to learn how to cook in the kitchen. Maybe some want to learn a new language. Maybe some, you know, are still healing from a deep trauma. And so that those that the soul family that has already like healed the trauma, then they will work with people, you know, people that are coming into the soul family gathering and we'll just keep, you know, working together as um, as a healthy community um, can do from a place of wholeness. The word wholeness just keeps coming. God wants me to support people in returning to wholeness, to then create from wholeness. Mm, love it, love it. I am completely in alignment with it. I want to <laughs> serve and support in any way that I can. Yeah, so I'd love to have you come and speak. I'd love to have you come and speak about your journey and share your gifts. And that that feels like 
in these soul family gatherings, that's what we will be doing. And as, as people are rising in their gifts, their God-given gifts, it will just naturally be a rebirthing of what came to me many years ago in a meditation that was like, well, when a baby is born and a soul comes through the mama, it's like, we're just going to be there sitting in a circle saying, hi, sweet one. Like, we're ready to receive and know who you are and your gifts. And here we are. Like, we have our, our soul family here and we're ready to support and serve your gifts. And that this will be this natural thing where, you know, we'll find out how are we going to educate them. Like, it will, but it will be all done through the soul wisdom and it just sounds like so amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my God. It's not only is it amazing, beautiful, but that is where we're going. I feel yeah. like right now that we, we've got, there are like three stages. There's where we came in and we fell asleep and we all operated from ego. And that's why the world is where it is. Totally, completely unconscious parenting. I know I did that with my my Me first too. child in the first few years of my my two younger boys but we we have lived in that 3d world of disconnection from god god deliberately placed on a cloud outside of us then there are those of us who who are doing the work of returning ourselves back to the sovereignty of god is inside of us and claiming it and owning it and we are creating we are the elders to facilitate and co-create the new earth where yeah. the children are being born, born and received as the presence of God that they are. Yes. And in conscious parenting, and now that I'm a grandmother, it's, it's all about receiving mm -hmm. the essence of God, not the old egoic way about blocking God. So yeah. yes, we are shifting to that total and complete reception that the children come in to teach us, not the other way around. Yes. So, yeah, they're, they're coming in to bring what is new and fresh and creative that has never been. Yes. Oh, God, that just feels so good. Yes. Every generation that comes in, they're just going to keep revealing the new consciousness to us. And we will support them so they can live in the earthly plane. But they are going to be the ones that are going to be sharing. Okay, what's coming now next for the next generation? I love what you said. Yeah. That's just feels so good because they come in with these incredible ideas we have to figure out how to implement them not squash them and keep repeating yeah. our same old tired boring you know money making ideas we're moving towards yeah. that which is constructive not not destructive to to our planet oh my gosh deb tell people how can they how can they connect with you please let's let's fill it out yeah, so um, I I can the easiest way to connect with me is over Facebook at Dave Aftar, and my personal page. I'm in the process right now of my website being redesigned, and um, uh, I do have a program that's coming up. It's a seven week program called Just As You Are. It's for women. It uh, starts on September 13, and it's a fantastic program. Create a really solid foundation from inside of yourself. Uh, heal that inner child. Rise your uh, inner pillars of inner mother and father. And we come into, at the end of that program, conscious creation. And uh, there's a lot of prayer work, um, prayer surrender, surrendering to prayer. And, and also healing any sort of religious traumas that might be there um, or separation from God or from soul. Uh, it's, it's a very... Um, foundational program that it creates a really solid foundation for women for uh, that are mothers coaches leaders and healers 
Wow. So people are going to be watching this. I find that some of these videos, two, three years later, somebody will send me a note. Uh -huh. for, for those people who will hear this, uh, maybe a month or two down the road, what's yeah. the name of the website so that they can, it'll be fresh for them then, even though it's not ready now. Do you have already a name? I, I don't have the name yet, but I'll give you the name of what it is right now. It's DaveAftarCoaching.com. Okay, so for yeah. those of you who are listening to this, let, let me spell that out. It's D-E-V, Dev, Aftar, A-V-T-A-R. Um, mm -hmm. Perfect. So find her on Facebook, connect with her, and yeah. say, say the website as it is again now, because I'm sure from there they'll get redirected later. Yes, they will, yeah. It's DaveAftarCoaching.com. Perfect, perfect. So just my name plus the word coaching.com. Yes. And again, let me spell that D-E-V-A-V-T-A-R coaching.com. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you, beautiful goddess. Thank you, sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we, we will do this again. And for those of you who um, are going to come back next Monday when, when I have another interview, I have a, a wonderful surprise, just this beautiful being. He is just so precious. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, she is so precious. I just looked at my calendar. He's coming next after that. But I've got my my sweet friend, and many of you know, Lorelai, who is going through an incredible journey. And we get to support her through this incredible physical journey. But at the same time, she is going to show us a whole new way of being in relationship with cancer that is not what the 3D world teaches, but it is how, how one who is aligned with God experiences mm because she is committed to being with it, to feeling it, and to allowing every single emotion to be met. And as Deb said, she is meeting and greeting cancer, and we're gonna have front row seats to hear how that's possible. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm so You're welcome. I can't wait to tune into that call. That just sounds really inspiring. And um, I love the work you do, and thank you for inviting me. I'm honored, and I look forward to more. Okay, thank you. It's, it's my <laughs> honor. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>